All right, Raven, spin me a yarn. Why do you think the Switch 2 is coming this year? everybody and welcome to another edition of the making fun podcast my name is casey johnson and alongside me as always is my lifelong friend my groomsman at rav and stad miller it's raven stad miller raven how are you buddy i'm doing well um you know i i have enjoyed the classic midwest of yesterday it was 20 it was 23 degrees actually this morning whenever i went to work and now it's a nice, brisk, sunny 55 outside. Yeah. This morning I had to like bundle up in a coat and then I could hardly stand to walk from my office door like the half mile to my car. Not mm. half mile, quarter mile to my car uh, in my coat that I wore this morning. So, you know, that means that spring it's on its way. Yeah. And it's going to be 60 tomorrow. So we're in yeah. two days. We are going from snow on the ground uh-huh. to 60. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Best thing that could happen. <laughs> How you doing, man? You know, I'm good. I'm so right now my tongue hurts. Oh, yeah. So eat something funky. I have been on a little bit of a kick for like sour candy, which I can only do in mild doses because I've got a messed up tongue anyway. Mm-hmm. And, but I, you know, I, I do like occasionally Sour Patch Kids, Sour Skittles. I love. And I've really been craving them lately, but of course I am doing everything that I possibly can to lose weight. Yeah. So I was kind of wondering, is there a way that like I can really scratch that same itch, but in a much healthier way? And so I I learned that the... um. Like, the sour candy basically is just covered in a mixture of citric acid and sugar. Yeah, yeah. And so I got some citric acid, and I mixed it with some sugar, and I, like, experimented by, like, sprinkling that over some strawberries. Because, you know, you you get the sour, and then the sweet comes in, and it's much, much, obviously, more healthy. And... yeah. Yeah, um, went a little heavy on the citric acid, and my tongue Ooh. actively has welts on it. Like, it's not... Ooh. Yeah, it's... I legitimately did burn my tongue. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not even like a regular, like, ow, that was too hot, too much burn. That was like you chemically burned your tongue. Yeah. You you opened... <laughs> you went to, like, high school chemistry class, and it just like, uh-oh. Mm. Oh, man, that sucks. I'm sorry to hear it. Well... You know, um, it's already starting to feel a little bit better. It'll, I'm sure it'll heal up in a couple of days. But yeah, yeah. Th- I mean, that's, I know now not to go heavy and perhaps never to try that again. We'll see. But that that's my latest update. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm glad that you're here. You're not in the hospital or the dentist why did I immediately want to say dentist emergency room? That's not really a thing. <laughs> also, do dentists really work on your tongue? No, because they're they they're don't. for your they're for your specialty bones. They're for your yeah. Teeth. They're for they're for your teeth. Now there there are 
quote unquote like dental ERs. You you know you can like call an emergency mm-hmm. dentist, but again, I, I think the more important point that you've landed on is that's not who I would go to in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been noticing a lot more that I've been doing this really fun and quirky and not at all annoying thing where I start saying mm-hmm. words. And then uh, halfway through, I realize I've answered my own question, and then I explain the answer, and mm. then I just drop the topic entirely. Oh, I, yeah. I start and end the entire point of a, of a back-and-forth discussion by myself, and then I just look at my coworkers, and they're like, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. Yeah. There's, there's like five seconds of absolute chaos, and then yeah. that. And I get there. I get to the right answer most of the time, so mm. that's something. Well, Raven, we are going to begin this week with an update from last week and end today with an update from last week. Mm-hmm. A little bit later, you are going to be really... You're going to have my full attention because you mm-hmm. have this theory that at the very, very, very least, the Switch 2 is being unveiled this year. However... Mm-hmm you kind of believe in your heart of hearts that it's going to be releasing this year. Mm -hmm. And I cannot wait to hear why. But first, we need to start with a slight update from last week. I believe you pretty much purchased two games while we were recording (laughs) last week. So with that in mind, what have you been playing? Uh, so unfortunately, I mostly was kidding whenever I said I was purchasing it. Mm. I uh, I wanted to, and I told Emily I was going to, and I had every intention of doing it. And then uh, before I did it, as a responsible young man who was having a wedding in five weeks, I looked at our finances and said, can I really afford this? And the answer was not safely. Because mm. uh, we have to send off a check for the rest of our venue today. And so it's like, while I would technically have the money, I would rather wait until like after the wedding when nobody has to be paid right. to really buy anything else. Um, so I have not yet purchased Dead Cells DLC, unfortunately. Uh, all I've been really playing is that I have been playing, you know, my classics. I've been running around on Pokemon. I've been doing more of my badge quest in... Uh, in Scarlet, I've been playing a ROM hack of Pokemon Fire Red called Pokemon Infinite Fusion, which is a big community effort from a bunch of custom sprite modders. Mm. And they have come together and made a game as of like 2016 uh, that you can take any two Pokemon and you can combine them together mm. and it'll make a new Pokemon. So like you can take your Rattata and combine it with a Bulbasaur and it's a Bulbatata. Okay. And they've also made the inverses. So it's like you have one Pokemon that's the head and one Pokemon that's the body. And it's just like kind of goofy to walk around. Like right now I have the Pokemon Hitmonlee, um the essentially the oval with like weird uh, inflatable tube man legs. Um and he just has Pikachu's face on his body. <laughs> I, I I hang on. I got to I got to show it to you because it's silly. I I every time I look at it, I I chuckle. Here it is. Uh, I'm going to share it here. But this is just kind of like the general stuff that you could expect in this ROM hack. And it's mm. kind of what I needed right now. It's just kind of fun to have something that's a little bit goofy, a little bit less serious. Yeah. Uh, and just being able to kind of like hang out. Oh, that is. 
It's I, not I, exactly this, but this is pretty right. darn close. Yeah. No, I mean it. That it's is just nightmare inducing for face. one. Yeah. Um, but hilarious on the other hand. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, I've just been playing a little bit of Slay the Spire here or there. Um, and that's that's honestly really it. I haven't mm. been playing a lot. I have just I, instead of playing games this week, I have been planning other things. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so I have been um, I was sitting around the other week uh, and you're already kind of aware of this fact. And I was talking to Emily and I was like, you know what I want to complete, like to have like a nice collection of because of how much these games mean to me is I want a collection of a physical copy, a physical, authentic copy of every Pokemon game. Mm. I don't need anything super major. I would just like to have one of each in English to have forever. Right. Right. Uh, just because I think it would be a nice thing uh, to have. And so I've been kind of looking around. I've been telling people like, hey. If you see any, definitely let me know. Like, I, I'd give you a good price. It wouldn't be until after the wedding. But I'm, if you keep it for me, I'm more than happy to pay you for it. Like, whatever the going rate is, mm. which is not cheap. All of these games are fairly expensive at this point. Right. Um, Especially so in the I, last couple of years, Pokemon stuff has kind of gone crazy. Yeah. And most Nintendo stuff has, which is wild. And you should know. And you would know this firsthand. Uh, there's the actual sprite for the Pokemon, which, like I said, mm. looks even more cursed. Um, oh, it's no. just Hitmon, Hitmonlee's body with Pikachu's tail and ears and also his face. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> aren't you happy I shared that with you? Yeah. And so uh, while talking uh, to everybody, um, but yeah, I was sitting there last week and I was just like, I would like to have all of these. I would like to put them all into shadow boxes and decorate them for each generation. And then also, you know, still have it to the ability that I can take the cartridge and pull it out and still play it. Right. Right. At the end of the day, I would love to just like have a thing that I could go back and play every once in a while. Um, it's definitely one of those things that it's, I'm not in a humongous rush to do, but it is something that I would like to do over the next couple of years if I find like a good price on it. Uh, I did buy, right. however, a copy of Pokemon Ruby in Japanese because I found a copy on eBay for like $7 in um, free shipping because Japanese Pokemon games are extremely cheap. Mm. They are ludicrously cheap. Like you could go buy like bundle copies of Ruby and Sapphire together for like 30 bucks total. You can usually get about 15 bucks. I got mine for like seven or eight dollars. Yeah. Um. So I assume there's something wrong with it, but like, eh. I'm not that worried about it. It's said it's tested and it works. So we'll see what happens. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, that's really all I've been up to. I've just been deciding that my new, my new future is going to be buying one physical copy of every Pokemon game over the next few years. And I've been playing other Pokemon games. I really, and I think that for next week, I'm going to start playing Sonic Frontiers. I think that's next on the list. I've okay. been talking about doing it. I just haven't done it yet. I, I've played the first little bit and I said, this is cool. And then every time I want to go play it, I'm like, I just rather watch something right now. Yeah. Um, doing a lot of planning for the wedding doesn't have me wanting to uh, fully invest myself right now in anything. Right. I, I, I we are five weeks out. I need to be not super preoccupied with anything so I could drop it off the drop of a hat and do wedding planning stuff. Mm -hmm. So I also. Uh, Quick, quick, quick aside, I went to a Digimon card game tournament because I've been playing that a ton lately. I went to a local tournament up in Indianapolis on Sunday uh, at 
Grandmaster Games, and I got first place. Uh, nice. It was only an eight-person local, but I did get first, and that was pretty cool. We uh, we certainly take those. And I also went to the disc replay that was next door and almost bought a copy of Pokemon Crystal for $90. Mm. I did not, but I almost did. <laughs> All right, Casey, that's enough. That's enough of me uh, mindlessly ambling on and uh, almost putting you to sleep with my dul- my sultry tones. What have you been up to? What have you been playing? So I'll start with the less interesting one and mm-hmm. move to the more interesting one. First things first, I have still been playing the two games that I mentioned last week, but today, because I got the Digital Deluxe Edition, I had an opportunity to work a little bit with WWE 2K23, because it it comes out in a couple of days, and as such, as is the 2K promise, I get three days of early access uh, for having the Big Boy Edition. And... We, uh, I, I played like one match and then mostly I've been messing around a little bit with like community creations. I went directly to the community creations download page because the game has a shocking and disturbing lack of arenas, which I hope is, I hope there's more like, to be unlocked through the showcase mode and whatnot. I don't remember exactly how that works. Uh, But there's, like, not a lot there. There's, like, two WrestleMania arenas there, which is, like, usually there's at least three or four, but also last year there were only a couple, so it could go either way. I got the... um, Obviously, as part of the Big Boy Edition, I got the Senior Pass and the Accelerator and everything, which means all of the stuff that I need to unlock is already unlocked but i also noticed that like some of like the roster characters that you would normally unlock through the showcase mode aren't there yet so a part of me is wondering if i still need to play through showcase mode in order to access those which if that adds more arenas and stuff i'll be super happy about but i went to the community community creations mode in order to immediately supplement the arenas that were already there and the first thing that i have noticed is that getting in and out as far as downloads is a whole lot easier you know it used to take like 10 to 13 seconds to like download an arena and about a minute to download a character. Now we're at like eight seconds for a character and only a few for an arena. Which so like my internet has never been the problem on that, right? That's always been on their yeah. end. Uh so I'm really happy to see because I downloaded right probably twenty arenas, just one right after the other, and I never felt like it was a slog. And I downloaded probably 15, 16 characters, and I never got tired of that either. The only reason that I stopped is because there aren't a lot of really viable ones out there yet because the general Mm. public needs a little bit of time with the creator. Um, I also went and checked immediately on one of my biggest issues from last year, which was 
So prior to WWE SmackDown versus Raw 2006, you could only assign um somebody's whole entrance to somebody. And in 2005, they figured it out. And so now you are able to, up until WWE 2K20, you were able to give people parts of entrances rather than just having to give the whole entrance. So you give them somebody's motion on the stage and then somebody's motion on the ramp and then their motion as they get in the ring and then the motion as they're in the ring and they can all be different so you can like really fine tune and customize what you want particularly for somebody who's not in the game right you can cobble it together and that i mean i've especially in my younger years i've spent hours making an entrance perfect and last year they went back to, and they specifically said this was because of technical limitations, they only went back to um, being able to assign somebody's entire entrance to somebody. And I was pretty heavily disappointed in that because, like, I I understand that, like, because they said that, like, when they tried to insert that, it, like, broke the game. Which is, like, fine, but also there's an element of, well, you had it figured out in 2005. Why not now? And it looks yeah. like, at least judging by the cursory search that I did, that you're now able to customize it deeper, which is great. Um, mm -hmm. From what I've heard, the areas that were lacking depth last year are having depth this year. And it seems to be an overall improvement from the last one, which is basically what I expected. I sort of predicted last year that, like, well, 2K23 is going to be the one that's really polished. And it looks like it is, but obviously I'll have a lot more to say on that next week. Mm -hmm. For sure. What else, though? Well, I had... Something very important happened over the weekend. One of my white whales came into disc replay. One of my, well, you gotta buy this, came into disc replay. And I talked to Nia about it, and she gave me permission to buy it, even though it was a fairly large purchase. And as such, I am now the proud owner of something that I have been wanting since I like really, really got into like looking at the fun, quirky things that have existed throughout gaming history. And I now own a Virtual Boy. What? No way. That's awesome. Yeah. Fully functioning. Works great. I've got three games for it. And I have been playing it a little bit. Um, now, for those out there 
who may not know exactly what the Virtual Boy is, let me give you the elevator pitch. It's 1992. Nintendo's riding high. They've just... I mean, the, the Nintendo is crazy popular. They've just released the SNES. That's awesome. And now we have the Game Boy that people love. They have somebody pitch to them this new concept of virtual reality. And they say, here's how we're going to make it work. And by today's standards, it's fairly simple, but you got to keep in mind, it's, you know, we're talking 30 years ago at this point. There is a screen on each side displaying different images. They hit mirrors. The mirrors reflect them into your eyes. So... It can show like a stereoscopic 3D. Now, to an extent, right, this is what the 3D that was available at the beginning of the early uh, 21st century would do back during the days of Shrek 3D, etc., where it's two layers kind of over each other, but slightly separate, so you've got to use the glasses. Well, you didn't have to use the glasses for this because it was you were so up close to it that it could just display them as 3D, and they had that figured out. It is a console unto itself. It plays the games. It runs off of six AA batteries that are inside of the controller. And... They designed it, and they made a couple of fatal flaws. The first one was they decided to market it as the future, a.k.a. the successor to the Game Boy, which was not a good idea. Mm -hmm. And then they also decided, well, you know, the Game Boy is doing really well, and it can only show black and green. But the thing is... The green kind of blurs. Let's switch it to a different color. They made it bright red. red. And I mean bright, bright red. Yeah. And so they showed it off at E3 1995. Now, now keep in mind, E3 1995, right? The Sega Saturn was announced as being out today, which... Today? Good lord. Yeah. Oh, did you not know this story? No. Okay, so Sega, the the Saturn was already released over in Japan. They were going to release it, and they just decided, you know what? We're going to announce that it's out today. And not only, I believe it was $499, like it was really expensive, and keep in mind, mm-hmm. that's $499 in 1995. Yeah. Which is, I mean, eight $900 now. Mm. But also, they announced that it was out today, which sounds awesome in theory, and especially considering the fact that there are plenty of games that announce that it's out today. Hi-Fi Rush is a perfect example lately that, like... Its main boon is that it's out today. The issue was this was a console. And they pissed off every retailer in the United States. 
Toys R Us, Walmart, Target, Kmart, because all of these places just received boxes of these consoles with no warning, no communication. They didn't have shelf space ready for it. They didn't have marketing materials. They hadn't been hyping anything. And as a result, the Sega Saturn was a terrible, terrible failure. And this is all aside from the price. So they do that. They create this disaster for themselves. And then the next day, there's a brand new company that is planning to enter the console space. And they are unveiling their brand new concept for a gaming machine. It is called the PlayStation. And so the next day, they are giving their presentation. They're kind of droning on and on about things that people don't care about. And then the man, the man who is leading the presentation says, now I'm going to welcome up our director of marketing or whatever for a brief presentation regarding the price of the Sony PlayStation. And that man walks up to the podium, clears his throat, and says, $299, and walks away to an uproarious applause from the audience. There's video of this on YouTube. I highly encourage you to look it up. He literally walks up, says 299 drops the mic walks out and that's the moment that PlayStation became a major player in the market yeah however on the other side of the sales floor Nintendo is showing off the virtual boy <laughs> and critics and journalists all agreed this is the worst thing that Nintendo has ever done People were getting headaches from all of the red. Even the people who weren't getting headaches, their eyes were tired after playing like five minutes of it. It was sort of sold as portable, but it's not portable. It was sold as a successor to the Game Boy, but it's not a successor to the Game Boy. They moved 800,000 units lifetime worldwide of the Virtual Boy. And one of those units is in my living room right now. Um, And let me tell you what, Raven. It's a trip, man. Because, let me tell you what, it doesn't give me a headache, but I can only play it for a few minutes before my eyes start straining. And it's so... um, I, I encourage everybody to look up a little bit more about it, uh... Gaming Historian has a really good video on it. Scott the Waz has a really good video on it. And, I mean, it's just... It's pretty bad. And I'm so proud to own it. (laughs) It's one of those... It's more of a piece of history than it is an actual piece of something that you can enjoy for a while. Right. And, And that's the beautiful thing about it, though, is part of the history is people seeing it being like, wow, that was a really good idea, and then firing it up. <laughs> and then being like, oh, no. Oh, God, what's happening? Why do my eyes hurt? Yeah. So, yeah, I got the Mario Tennis game, which, by the way, was the first Mario Tennis game ever. And that series started on the Virtual Boy. 
Um, ah. I've got like a um, a starship asteroidy 3D type of thing that is um, basically looks like vector graphics, and then I've got the Tolero Boxer, which is a boxing game, and yeah, all of them are nightmare fuel. Um, but nightmare I'm, fuel that is now in your house. Oh yeah, and Ooh. is not leaving forever. And like. Neil was like, "What's the Virtual Boy?" And so I like I showed her the gaming historian video on it, and I'm like, "This is I will never see one of these again." And Raven, you know that where my interests meet are like gaming and bad stuff. Like I collect like the really crappy shark movies. And like the, the Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus movies, I love those movies. They're so bad, and I love them. So, one of the most storied gaffes in gaming history in my house. I'm ready to tell the story for the rest of my life, brother. Hell yeah, man! But yeah, that's about it. <laughs> you know, there's nothing other than that really big thing. <laughs> yeah. Just the, it's just that huge, massive piece of iconic gaming history that you now own and yeah. can play for a few minutes before going, wow, I can't do this or I will die on the spot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. At some point when uh, when you're up my way, I'll have to, to break it out and let you mess with it for a few minutes. Because at first it really is like, oh my God, this is really cool. And then you like, mm-hmm. it, it gets exponentially worse with every minute. <laughs> yeah. I, I can only imagine. I I'd be shocked if I could last more than like five or ten minutes using the yeah. virtual boy. Yeah. But Raven, we've got plenty to talk about. So what do you say we get to the news? Twenty nine minutes into this thing, let's uh, do it. Uh, quick three stories before Raven gets to his big theory. Um, we finally have a release date on Starfield, and at the same time it was kind of technically delayed again um on uh, the the 9th of march we got an announcement that september 6th wednesday september 6th is going to be the starfield release date announcement uh or the release date and this is i believe they were originally saying it was going to be summer and so this is getting into fall. So technically it's a delay, but it's it's also worth noting that it's not really a delay because we never had a date. We just had a target time. Um, but September 6th is going to be uh, what we're looking for, and it is going to be free via Game Pass day one. Mm-hmm. I can tell how excited you are for this game. Very. So excited. Can't wait. I zoned out. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> fair. Are you... Is this one that you're going to download and play? Yeah. Starfield's something that I've been interested in, but I will only believe that it's actually going to come out whenever 
I have it downloading. Does that make sense? It's a game that mm. has been delayed a couple of times and has been teased for so long that up until the moment that they say it's actually out and people are playing it on Twitch and I can come home and I can download it onto my computer via Game Pass while I go, okay, I'm going to be excited for this. But yeah. until that point happens, I'm just going to kind of be like, eh, it's going to come out when it comes out. Yeah. Um, hopefully they fix some of my big concerns with the gameplay. Uh, or the concerns that I have aren't as mid as I thought they were going to be. Yeah, I, I think that Starfield is potentially going to end up becoming a masterclass in announcing something too early, uh, because by the time that it gets Cyberpunk. here, yeah. Um, but I think the difference between this one and Cyberpunk is cyberpunk legitimately had a ton of bumps along the way that resulted in what we got and the bones of you know i've said this before the bones of what could have been one of the greatest games of all time were there starfield was marketed uh during the beginning as a brand new completely new thing and we, we got the announcement what six seven years ago and yep. if what they finally produced is basically fallout in space that's a different kind of disappointment from cyberpunk doesn't work, right? That's yeah. like, why did you tell us about this seven years ago? And now it is so completely and horribly mid. So I'll be extremely interested to see what the Metacritic looks like at that time. Mm -hmm. Because it could it could legitimately go either way. Yeah. I think it's either going to be really, really good and really well received, or it's going to be average and it's going to be destroyed in reviews. Um, I think right. it's one of those scenarios where it's been hyped up for so long that it's just the longer that it goes on and on and on uh, and doesn't come out, people are going to be less impressed with it unless yeah. it knocks out every single aspect out of the park. Yeah, I think realistically the best thing that it can do at this point is meet expectations. And I would say the 90% percentile is it's going to slightly underwhelm. Yeah. But hey, I will, I will play it when it comes out, and I will probably be excited about it when I have it downloading onto my computer, mm. hopefully with fiber internet, because it'll be <laughs> fast. Yeah. So, up next from Insider Gaming, this was uh, reported yesterday, the PS5 Pro is in development and could release in late 2024. Now, Insider Gaming did previously report that there's going to be a new PlayStation 5 that's going to have some form of detachable disk drive that is released later out later this year that would phase out the current PlayStation 5. I don't know to what extent I believe that. Um, mm -hmm. However, what we're hearing now is that quite possibly via patents, via everything that the PS5 Pro could come next year, and Raven, this seems right on time. Uh-huh. It's been about three years since we've had our hands on it. It will be about three years by that point, and then, mm. you know, with a console life cycle this year being at about seven, it well, it Well, it, it'll, it'll be four by that point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be four by that point, and average seven to eight-year life cycle, you release the update in the middle of it, it yeah. all tracks. It all, what if space it all very, very much wasn't tracks. just for astronauts? Oh my God, and... no. What? 
what what just happened? What are what are we going to space for, Casey? Uh, a tab that has been open for no less than thirty minutes, thirty five minutes, in fact, mm-hmm. just randomly started playing music. So I'm really happy about that. <laughs> oh, man, they just are real. NASA's really trying to target specifically you. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I guess. I'll open up a different version of it. Now on IGN India, Suicide Squad <laughs> killed uh, just has been delayed to 2024. Uh, this is a report. Unfortunately, many people say that this is going to be a little bit too late. Um, it's really, really difficult, Raven, to think that the nothing less than disastrous state of play showing had to influence this. Oh, absolutely. If, if they were ready to have a giant 15 minute state of play showing about this game, after nothing, thought, by the way. After nothing. This is the first reveal that anybody had for the gameplay. And they were ready for it to go, and they were ready to launch and everything. And then the backlash that they got, and then they immediately were like, we're delaying it. They, I, I feel like some developers knew, but some higher-ups at various different locations were like, no, we got to put it out. And getting the feedback that they did, they are like, yeah, maybe we should, maybe we should take that back, actually. Let's just do it. You ever do something like it's just like a form of malicious compliance. I can imagine some of the developers being like, all right, we'll go ahead and ship this out. Like if you want. Mm -hmm. Mm. Or they all thought it was amazing and it just like wasn't it's not going to turn out how they wanted. Yeah. But the thing, right, is that. As the report speculates. This is almost certainly too late, right? You're not going to rebake the cake at this point. No. So if it's going to, quote-unquote, let's say, add more polish, then is this because of the state of play to the point where they say, we have got to majorly retool this? It's a 2024 game now? Because we, we don't have any... I don't believe that we have any official anything from them on it. It's mm-hmm. just reporting. But yeah. if it's going to be delayed as late as 2024, how much of a major retooling are they going to be able to pull off? And if it's just a couple months, have they resigned themselves to, well, this isn't what our market wants, so we have to absolutely have. make sure that it is the very very most polished turd that has ever gone into a toilet, you know. Um, It's difficult to say which one they're going to be going to, but what is undoubtable is that the public could not be less excited about this game. No. I mean, you said it yourself. You saw it become an over-the-shoulder shooter, and you're just like, yeah, actually, I'm good. I have no desire to ever want to play this, ever. Yeah. And you're not the only one. Not even by, like, a little bit. That was the only time 
ever, like ever, that for one of those presentations, I went over to the right side of the YouTube video and turned on the live chat and just watched it scroll. Yep. Yeah, because uh, that, that was a comedy of horrors at that moment. Oh, I bet. And I bet that everybody in chat was just like, what in the... What yeah, in the, yeah the, the, the three most used words. What is and this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Well, hey, maybe it'll be a good game by the time it finally comes out. Oh, that's funny. Uh, they haven't released. They haven't announced when the new release date is, right? Yeah. Uh, if you go to the suicide squad game dot com, it says it still has o five twenty six twenty three as the release date. Yeah, because I they think that there are. That. I think that there are a lot of discussions slash arguments that are being had of how far do we delay this game? Is yeah. it something that we can? write the course on or is it something where we're just going to have to polish it up as much as possible and send it out like those boardroom meetings are happening right now Mm -hmm. and you also have to think embracer group now owns all of the you know the, the rocksteady and all of the warner brothers properties and everything and this is pretty much their first outing their first big reveal of the new new and for this to be their grand debut under embracer group cannot be making all of those rich whites very happy (laughs) Mm -hmm. so yeah absolutely fascinated to uh to see what's going to happen next hey maybe by the next time that we record we'll have some sort of an official announcement I doubt it, but maybe. So, Raven, without any further ado, you've been teasing me for a week now. I've gone to sleep every night thinking about this. Give me a conspiracy theory now, if you will. What's up with the Switch 2? Okay, so... There's a couple of there's one main reason uh, that I've come to this conclusion, but after doing the math and taking the looks, kind of makes sense. So, the first bit of news that I want to talk about the original switch or the original. Uh, hang on, how do I want to phrase this? The release cycle between Nintendo consoles is every six years. Roughly, there is an outlier between the Wii U and the Switch. They pushed that out a year earlier for obvious reasons, but it's every six years. And the original Nintendo Switch came out in 2023. So we're 2017. 2017. So that the Nintendo Switch has been out for six years, which, by the way, can we talk about that for just a second? Hmm. It feels like it has been out much longer than that in my brain. Is this a downside of just growing older? Well, I think it's partially that, but I also think that the last couple of years in particular have been like a black hole of like, 
it feels like the Switch has been out for 10 years, but also it feels like the PS5 has been out for a year. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's this weird thing of, like, it's almost like time dragged so much pre-COVID and has flown so much post-COVID that, like, everything... You know, it's kind of like hitting the the brake and the gas at the same time. You don't know exactly where you are, right? And, and, and so it's like I kind of like getting whiplash every time I think about it because because of just like the time constraint and the time compression and the time release that we've had. But if we look back, right, the Nintendo GameCube released in two thousand and one, the Wii released in two thousand and six. Uh, the Wii U released in 2012, and the Switch released in 2017. That's what we see is a five- or six-year cycle, depending mm-hmm. on the success of the previous console, right? Right. The GameCube, upon launch, was not a very, very widespread console. It did not have a much critical acclaim. It has only grown to have a lot, a lot of like fan acclaim only, you know, 22 years later now. Yeah. Um. So that's my first big thing is that it's about it's getting to be about that time. Um, the second thing I have to talk about is something that I had not con- that I was about to look up. And then you had mentioned on the show, which was perfect. The PS4 Pro that we just talked about a little bit ago coming out next year. Right. Yeah. The PS4 has been out for will be four years whenever that comes out. And we tend to see during these midline iterations for these consoles We tend to see at that point is when Nintendo starts to show off and subsequently release their new upcoming consoles, right? Yeah. We saw that last time with the PS4 Pro. Whenever they announced, whenever they released the PS4 Pro, boom, that summer after Nintendo Switch. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm going to double check that because I'm pretty sure that's right. And I think I remember reading that, but I don't want to be mistaken on the air. Um, yeah, November 2016. I was right. Look at me go. Uh, so they revealed, they re, uh, unveiled the Switch in no, uh, October or so of 2016. And they released the PS4 Pro November of 2016. Um, so we're going to see if these rumors already been believed and we're going to get the PS4 Pro sometime next year. Maybe that means something for us here uh, with the Switch 2. Next thing I want to talk about about the Nintendo Switch. Um, this is the biggest flag in the room for anybody who owns the console or anybody who wants to pick one up. The graphic fidelity and the general performance power of this console for anything that is not specifically Mario or Zelda or other first-party Nintendo games sucks, right? Mm. Uh, this console is optimized for stylized video games that are optimized well. And a lot of games that come out nowadays just aren't that. And even games that do come out that are that, sometimes the things that they do behind the hood aren't supported that well with the Nintendo for, uh, hardware, right? Yeah. We see the biggest example of that being the new Pokemon, a game that just came out and is one of Nintendo's flagship IPs from their third-party developer at Game Freak and uh, Creatures, Inc. And it runs like garbage. Hot steaming garbage on the Nintendo Switch, the only platform it's available to be played on. Right. And and there's plenty of other games we can go into, right? There's all of the games that um, have to be downloaded and can only be played through the online network. Like we have the Guardians games, uh, the Guardian game, I should say. Guardians game. Yeah. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Collection, 
There's all the Borderlands games that I could continue to go on if I remembered any of the other ones, but this is not a one-off thing. This is a widespread thing that these consoles aren't strong enough to not support cloud-based environment uh, video gaming, right? Yes. Okay. Do you have any questions so far? Do you want me to take a breath? Here? No, I'll, 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 I'll definitely take that. Everything that you've just posited. Um, to me is true. I am working on candidly a potential counterpoint here or there. Sure. Um, if you'd but like, I've, to I've got wait. nothing yet. Cool. But see, I'm happy to wait until the end. Um, but uh, speaking of the end, we are kind of at a weird standstill for Switch releases, right? Because if I say to you, new games for the Nintendo Switch, obviously, and I mean obviously, Tears of the Kingdom is the first thing that comes to your brain, right? Mm -hmm. That game comes out May 12th. That is a video game that's coming out. What other games are coming out exclusively for the Switch? I'm looking at the webpage, so I can I know of three to three, two technically uh, first-party Nintendo games that are coming exclusively to the Switch this year. Do you know which ones they are? Not offhand. Okay. The only other games that are coming out that I that I think are exclusive that are like first party, like major, like AAA development games are Bayonetta Origins and Pikmin 4. Okay. Those both come out. Uh, Bayonetta Origin comes out today? Uh, Friday. 17th. And then Pikmin 4 comes out July 21st with Zelda uh, being coming out in the middle of May. There's nothing else on the horizon right now. Mm. There's no Mario. There's no, you know, there's Metroid Prime 4, but that's been in development hell. There's no Donkey Kong. You know what I mean? There's nothing really super major that they have on the horizon. Why could that be? Are they waiting for another console maybe? Mm. Who's to say? Because they also didn't have an amazing year last year either. So, right. That, that's, that's for the tinfoil hat there. Um, the final thing I want to talk about is kind of the most damning piece of evidence, and it kind of sucks uh, that it is. Uh, but ahead of the Pokemon Presents last month, a 4chan text post was going around, as they always tend to do whenever these things come out, and they're like, oh, there's going to be a Presents thing that's going to show off these 18 things, and like right. none of them are right. Or there's a couple of things that are right, and like kind of like dartboards. There was one specifically that had every single detail right. Every single thing that they said was correct, and they said nothing that was incorrect. Okay. Um, I will see if I can't find it real quick. Maybe I should have come a lot more prepared. You told me uh, you were to prepared. Do this. I was prepared mentally. I have not missed a beat <laughs> on what I wanted to talk about. Um, but I have maybe not known exactly. <laughs> I have not had the... Uh, the finer the stuff points. available here. Yeah, I haven't had. I didn't realize that as I was talking, I wasn't going to say. Um, I was going to want to talk about it some more, but or either I was going to want to read it off verbatim. Right. Uh, so this is the 4chan leak in question. Um, this came out Friday, February 24th, which was three days ahead of the Pokemon Presents. It reads as follows. 
I am a pro programmer at a Pokemon outsourcing company. My English is very poor, so I used machine translation to complete this post. The theme of this DLC is, quote, hidden treasure of Area Zero, end quote, and, quote, hexagon, end quote. Version 1.2.0 includes dressable clothes as a reward for DLC purchasers. Will include uh, Uner Minamo and Tetsu Show. Tetsuno Aishaha. Ugh, sorry, my Japanese is terrible. These are Paradox Suicune and Paradox Verizion. Um, the first one is a water dragon one, and the second one is a grass psychic type. Uh, there is a, a mystery Pokemon with a green mask, a special terrestrial appearance. The third legendary Pokemon is a large blue turtle. And the most important part, we are working on a graphics enhancement patch for the new Nintendo Switch models that will release alongside DLC 2. And so I don't know how much you remember of what we talked about uh, for the Pokemon Presents. Mm -hmm. Every single thing that was said up until the last bit was shown off in the presentation and confirmed. Right. Uh, and this came like three days ahead of time, right? Like we got Walking Wake and Iron Leaves, which are the paradox forms of Suicune and Verizian that were mentioned. If you buy the DLC, you get costumes. Uh, there's the Hexagon Pokemon in particular. They exactly name the Hidden Treasure of Area Zero. All of this stuff, right? So, what's up? What's up with this? Uh, Switch Two, you know? Mm. Like what? What's what's going on with the Switch Pro in particular, right? Right. What is what is that? Uh, so I assume that it's nothing different than what it says on the tin. I just assume it's the Nintendo Switch Pro. I think it's just going to be the next generation of the Nintendo Switch. And I don't think it's going to be like we see with the PS4 Pro or anything. It's going to be a fully updated, fully realized, much better performing console than we saw with the other ones. Right. That's it. I think that because of all this information that we've seen, uh, I am fairly confident to say there are going to be new Nintendo Switch models this year that are going to have better performing power because of this leak. And also, all of the other information backs it up, but this is the big, the big part of it, which kind of feels like it takes the wind out of the sails a little bit because all the other stuff I was reporting on also makes sense. Right. It just confirms the fact that it was kind of leaked already, so. Right, right, right. So, I, I don't know. I guess my main question that I come to ask you in this scenario is, do you truly believe that it is a new generation, or do you believe that it is a new model, j just of the regular Switch, that will be counted in the uh like within the current generation and why i mean at the at the core of it it's still going to be called a switch right i think right. we can all agree on that i don't know if it's necessarily going to be like a switch 2 because of how well the switch has succeeded it might just be a new model with better performing power but if that's the case, you know, everybody's been asking for a Switch Pro forever. You should capitalize on that and call it the Switch Pro or the Switch Plus or whatever. Right. Given Nintendo's naming conventions. So I think it's going to address a lot of the main concerns of the current Switch models. And then some. I think it's I think it's time. I think Nintendo's been holding on to stuff for a while. 
you know, we haven't seen a new Donkey Kong game in a while. We haven't seen a new Nintendo like Mario game in a while. We haven't getting, seen a new finally, Donkey Kong game this generation at all. Yeah. So I think I think they're cooking up something in the back. I think that they're I'm going to I'm going to predict they're going to announce the new models for the new Nintendo Switches this June during the week that whatever E3 is slash was going to happen. Right. I think they're going to announce it. I think they're going to show off everything. I think they're going to announce a new Mario game Mm. Uh, and they're going to announce backwards compatibility with everything with the current switch because there's no reason for them to leave the switch ecosystem. And they're going Mm. to say like, oh, the performance is twice as good or whatever. And we have automatic upscaling for older games and whatever. Yeah. All games should retroactively work better or whatever. Right, 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 right. I I guess mm, my, my main question is because I think that Nintendo firmly wants the switch to be the best selling console of all time. Yeah. And they're about 30 million away as of this past December. So that's not counting any of the, uh, the, the tax numbers, which should be a couple of million probably. So I, I guess my main question and my main sticking point is the one that I just asked you because for instance the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color are counted as one generation together usually Mm -hmm. they are a generation into and of themselves because the color was something that came after but was an iteration on it wasn't a distinct yeah new generation i mean that people argue about that but you know just looking at the wikipedia list right um the 3ds right the new nintendo 3ds is counted with the 3ds generation even though there are games that you cannot play on the original, that you can only play on the original. It's kind of mm-hmm. a, a, a weird half step. Yeah. So I guess my understanding of what you're theorizing is probably that it's going to end up being the Game Boy Color equivalent to the Switch, which is still counted as part of the generation, as opposed to a straight up new generation. Switch to. I think the timeline lends myself lends me to believe that it's going to be a straight up new Switch Two. I have no reason to believe otherwise, outside of what you said in that Nintendo wants to have, you know, this name. But even then, I'm going to look this up because I didn't I didn't factor in handheld, which to be fair, I should have, uh, because um, Nintendo the Switch is both a handheld and a home console. So if we look at the 3DS release date, the original 3DS, Mm. right, that released in 2011. Correct. And if we look at the final iteration, the new Nintendo 3DS XL, uh, that released in 2015. So that was only a four-year cycle between the first and the last model. Counterpoint. Game Boy Mm -hmm. 1989, Game Boy Color 1998. Technology did move differently then, but it's not unprecedented. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. 
Uh, but even with like the Game Boy Advance to the SP to the Micro to the Pocket, we have uh, the DS to the DS Lite to the DSi. All of those are all considered the same generation. I think that while that is a valid point between the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color, we have more credence to believe that other models, you know, might be held on to their own thing. But, you know, if Nintendo did come out and say that this is a Switch, the Switch Pro instead of being a Switch 2, Right. right, that would be fine. I think that would be understandable. Because when I think right. next generation, right, mm-hmm. I think probably a change in the OS, probably a some sort of a fundamental change to the form factor that mm-hmm. is not just I got a new PC in the old PC case. Like sure. I, to me. If it were brand new, new generation, this is the Switch 2, and it were really coming this year like that, then what we would be experiencing at this point is a flurry of rumors, Mm -hmm. which we're not exactly experiencing. And even if, right... The, the the one piece of evidence that you have is to be believed, which, you know, obviously there's a lot of credence to this particular thing. Even that person, and granted it was a translation software, so you, you never know for sure, but said the new model of the Switch as opposed to saying something that very much somebody that was a programmer with the in, within the industry would say, the next-gen Switch. I would also tend to believe that if it were really a full next-gen, they wouldn't be releasing it with DLC. Right? There's DLC, as, as this programmer said, there's DLC that is coming out with the new model of the Switch. I feel like the way to accompany what is a new distinct hardware launch is not DLC to the old game for what is now the previous generation. I would more tend to believe that we are in sort of a Game Boy, Game Boy Color uh, unicorn situation where... They realize and why the Game Boy Color happens, right, is because they realized that the limitations of the Game Boy is holding the Game Boy back. But overall, it wasn't time to rewrite the book yet. It, it wasn't ready to, as we say so many times on the show, reinvent bread. It mm-hmm. was time for a significant iteration but not one it was not the game boy advance quite yet which is counted as its own generation right it was the game boy color this is the game boy that you love but gosh darn it it is so much better Mm -hmm. and so i i would tend to be on the side more of switch pro um Super Switch, Switch Plus, whatever it is. Although I would say potentially Super Switch for the new generation, so I wouldn't say that. Um, 
but the I I would believe probably more so that it would be in the current gen as opposed to leading off the next gen because and I've said this to a bunch of people who have brought up the Switch 2 to me. If you're in the shoes of Nintendo, even with uh, the Pokemon release, even with the reception that you've had, you really don't have much of a reason to switch course that drastically. Like, switches are still selling. Like, they are Mm -hmm. selling. Yeah. And if you have an opportunity to have your cake and eat it too, if you have an opportunity to continue what has been your most successful generation ever, because keep in mind they've already sold 20 million more Switches than Wii's. The only Nintendo thing that has ever sold more is the DS. Mm-hmm. line the line of ds as, as we yeah. talked about so like for me i look at i have an opportunity to have my cake and eat it too i have an opportunity to appease the people who want a more powerful switch and still continue this console generation and get by with it right very similar form factor if not a bit bigger very it's going to use you know the same os it's going to use the same cartridges everything's going to be cross compatible it is sort of going to be that half step that we've been looking for but there is going to be such an onus to buy it that we are going to beat the playstation 2 because people who do not have a switch and have not had a switch because it was underpowered are going to get it now because granted it's you know it's no PS5 but it's significantly higher powered and then the people who already have a switch especially the hardcores they're going to upgrade and we still get to say that it's in the same line mm-hmm. to me that's sort of my logic point at it so i do agree with you i think that it's absolutely true that a new switch is is coming mm-hmm. however even if the you know this is one bomb in the distance i wouldn't declare war yet per se because mm-hmm. like even if the if internally Right, you got to think about where leaks come from. You got to think about where all of this stuff comes from. If internally they were starting to throw around next gen switch this year, next gen if their nomenclature that they were using internally was that it was next gen as opposed to the next generation or as opposed to an iteration, then mm-hmm. I think we would be hearing a lot more about it by this point if it were really going to be announced this year. Because, I mean, you got to keep in mind, you we all knew exactly what the Switch was about to be before it was ever announced. <laughs> like, we sure. kind of no. knew what the sense. OLED was going to be 
before it was announced. Although, right, I theorized at that time that when the OLED was slightly underwhelming for a lot of people, I was like, well, I think that people are conflating a couple of different things and turning it into one Switch Pro. Perhaps that's not true. Perhaps they were looking to make the OLED the Switch Pro, which would completely line up, right? But it lines up with what we've talked about this entire show, which is that timeline, right? But COVID hits, there's a shortage of freaking everything, right? And as such, you, you've got, you know... You've got the OLED screens. You've got all of this stuff that you can make some sort of a, a stopgap here. But not only that, you have, for the most part, started to wind down production on the V2 switches. Because you're moving towards this Pro model, as you call it. Yeah. And then you're designing this thing and you don't have all of your components, but you already kind of stopped making the other ones. So you got to make something. And so I, my personal idea is that that's probably where the OLED came from is like, mm. it's almost like cobbled together parts of the original and the switch pro. And it was supposed to be sure. more. And I think now we're in a unique position to actually, do the Switch Pro, and I almost kind of count the last couple of years as a means of elongation in unprecedented times. That would be my yeah. current theory from what you've given me. Yeah. No, I think that makes more sense. Originally, I was just like excited at the prospect of having a Switch 2, right. but I think that you're 100% right in the fact that it's like, if, it, if they're talking about releasing DLC alongside these models, it's not as likely as if they were to release a brand new game with it. I think that's a big thing. I think it's going to be a continuation of the Switch. Plus, you know, they have a really good online library of all of the, um, you know, Switch classics online or whatever the nomenclature is for those. So, yeah. But yeah, I hope I hope you enjoyed my class. I hope it wasn't too boring. I uh, definitely didn't stutter at all and definitely had all of my notes properly prepared in writing beforehand. <laughs> yeah for sure we definitely didn't have to pause while you found something no hey you didn't have to let them know that because <laughs> oh. we didn't do it obviously right yeah i just said we didn't do it what are you what are you so worried about all right well raven i humbly thank you and for what it's worth i do agree that there is fire to this smoke just maybe a slightly smaller fire than the one that we were originally <laughs> talking about raven tell the people where they can find us speaking of small fires they can they can find the podcast over on twitter and facebook at making fun pod they can find you casey over on facebook twitter and instagram at casey on the drums and they can find me raven at twitter at rav and stad miller as long as that hellscape of a website is around they can find the podcast where we listen to the podcasts on if you're listening to this already hey congratulations let us tickle your eardrums some more tell your friends about us download the podcast um leave us a review um swipe right on tinder um <laughs> go to yelp um anywhere that you can tell us that we're doing a good job make sure you do it it makes us feel better absolutely raven that's two weeks in a row we're on a roll don't get used to it well oh. i'll tell you two this. different kinds of people i'll tell i'll tell you this now <laughs> i've got 
practice Monday and Thursday next week. So I, <laughs> we might hit three weeks in a row, you know, unless oh, you get COVID. I don't the think third the news world is ready. I fall down some stairs. I don't think the news world is, hopefully you don't fall down stairs. I don't think the world's ready to give us news for a third episode. I know they were barely, we'll have ready to make up some one. drama. <laughs> Casey, brave it and Casey no longer talking. <laughs> Both have to find new groomsmen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We will talk later, my friend. And for all Mm -hmm. of you out there listening, please do me a favor and go out and brighten someone's day. Bye.